to make a long story short, over the course of four years, we moved four times, had three babies. And in that season, I kind of lost sight of who I was, like how to build a career with babies and childcare issues and just kind of lost sight of who I was and what I wanted out of life. And so I started this journey of like, okay, how do I do this? How do I navigate military life? How do I learn to thrive? How do I use my skills and my story to be able to build a sustainable way to contribute and impact others um, and still prioritize our family? How are you? Good. How are you? We are here. We're good. We're good. We're doing well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sunday night, the kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah, cracking some I don't have seltzers. one, not one on a boob or in my lap. So I am. That is a win. It is, right? It really is. Yeah. Although I must say, I've been having like weird sciatic nerve pain. And so I laid on my back in this really fancy closet that we're in. And mm-hmm. I looked up and um, there is currently a scorpion in Laura's light fixture. I'm going to see if I can point you up at the ceiling so you can see that. Yeah. Because we're in Arizona, so this is what happens. Hang on. So have you ever been I don't know if you can see the outline. scorpion? Do you, you see, see the it? outline? Yeah. There, there he is. He's up there. So, so have you been stung by a scorpion? Thank God, no. This is the second one I've ever seen. I've seen a lot. And have somehow you? I've... Yeah, because our first house... When we first, not here, uh, but our first house, you're like, oh God, we, we had a big problem with them. We sprayed all the time, but no like base. they still no. our, when we, the first time we were in the bulldog, oh. so 2012, 2014, like it was a, it was a big problem. And then like the people that rented after us, the first night, the girl, Kaylin mm. was in our house. She got stung on the foot oh, in the middle hell. of the night. Like it was in the bed. Yeah. And of all, I, of all I got places. stung by stepping out of my bed. We had been in Del Rio for three years and we were about to leave. It was like the last week. And I was like, I almost made it through this entire tour. The gift that keeps on giving. Good old Del Rio. Just a parting gift from Del Rio. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so if you see us like occasionally glancing up. We're just checking to make sure. I don't think he can get out. Hopefully he's dead. I can't tell. Listen here, Gus. I don't want to find out. So he hasn't moved. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll leave it at that. Got it. And if you stare at right. too long or stare at the <laughs> I know. too long, I know. I start to go nuts. So anyway, thanks, Christine, for coming on. We're excited. I can't wait to hear all about you and your podcast. For those that are tuning in this week, Christine is our guest this week, and she is the host of Mill Spouse Mastermind Podcast. And she is also like a life coach, which is kind of what we all need right now. <laughs> So how much time do we have? Yeah. Mill spouse life coach. <laughs> this is the perfect episode for us. Cause I need a lot of coaching mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. right now. So Pete wears a whistle. Does that count? He clicker trains okay. me and then I'm not good <laughs> at it. So, well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Happy to have you. How are you doing? Doing good. Just getting ready to start a new week. Mm-hmm. Actually, my birthday was yesterday. So oh, I had happy lots boy. of celebration yeah. all weekend. Happy to like, one. Okay, back to your life. Yeah, 2021. 20, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're cheersing for your birthday. Yeah. So, Thanks. yeah. Anything for you, pal? Well, I would love to hear about like your background and kind of how you got started because uh, I don't even know how to. 
I, I wouldn't even know how to coach anybody on I'd like I'd give terrible advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> even soccer. I'd love to see you try. But... <laughs> well, that is not exactly how I started out. Um, okay. <laughs> my background is in marketing and I you know, graduated from college and I had all of these career plans for what I was going to do. And as so often happens, we meet our spouse. Um, and so um, I had one rule for dating and that was to not marry anyone in the military. <laughs> and that didn't work out so well for me. Um, but I met my now husband and uh, immediately told him I wasn't interested because he was a pilot. But then he kept kind of pursuing me. And eventually we got married and I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my career now? For the first part of our time together, our first couple of years, it was okay because we were in a place where I was already established. I had my friend group and, you know, life was good. And then my worst nightmare came true when he came, he actually called me at work and he learned that this was not a good idea, but he called me at work and says, Hey, we are going to Del Rio, Texas. And I was like, I am from Texas and I do not know where that is. (laughs) I gotta say I'm from Texas too. And I didn't, before we were military, I didn't know that that either. I did know, but I'm from San Antonio. So I know that like Del Rio was like basically just where are you from in Texas? (laughs) Dallas area. Me too. Where about? Farmer's Branch. I'm from Carrollton. Yeah. (laughs) Same, same. It's about the same. It's next door. Yeah. My family's mainly from Dallas. Where'd you go to high school? Well, funny story. I was actually homeschooled, but our alternator, it was like literally down the street from my house. That would have been mine. I went to a private school, but our alternator was right down the street. Oh my gosh. Josie and Valley View. Small world. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's where Judy lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So neither of y'all knew about Del Rio, really. I didn't. No. No. I did not. Never heard of it. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? They have the lake and everything. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so we moved there and I realized I needed to be bilingual to get a job. And and so that wasn't working out so well for me. So I ended up opening a coffee shop and decided to do that for a couple of years. And that's really where I fell in love with entrepreneurship. But then when we left Del Rio, kind of went back to doing work and marketing. And to make a long story short, over the course of four years, We moved four times, had three babies. And in that season, I kind of lost sight of who I was, like how to build a career with babies and childcare issues and just kind of lost sight of who I was and what I wanted out of life. And so I started this journey of like, okay, how do I do this? How do I navigate military life? How do I learn to thrive? How do I use my skills and my story to be able to build a sustainable way to contribute and impact others um, and still prioritize our family. And so it's kind of just been this journey over the last few years. I do marketing consulting on the side. And then I had started kind of blogging about my journey as a military spouse. And I felt like the piece that was missing was that community. Like we needed to be able to talk with others to get people involved in the process and really um, just be able to connect in a deeper way. And so last summer I had this idea of what if I started a podcast? And so we were in the middle of the craziest PCS of my entire life. Uh, 
I never want to do that again. But uh, it was just kind of that thing that sat on the back burner and I couldn't get it out of my head. And so finally in March of this year, I launched the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. And it is a podcast dedicated to how we learn to thrive as military spouses, how we can get unstuck and pursue lives with purpose and meaning and really make the most of every season of life that we're in. I mean, I feel like so many listeners have to resonate with that. I think that's like the million dollar question for yeah. us, right? Yeah. I mean, some of us, yeah, we, we're moving like every year. So it's like, right. it's really easy to get lost in the shuffle. And so that's absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool that you're kind of dedicating a whole podcast just to sort of diving deeper into, you know, how we can all benefit in this lifestyle. Well, and I think so many of us struggle with our mental and emotional health. And really, I didn't want to be the people that just went and went completely negative and just focused on the negative. But I also didn't want to be a person that just kind of glossed over all the hardships. Um, so I figure if we can come together and talk about our struggles in an honest and authentic way, then we can learn strategies to really navigate and deal with those emotions and really come out on the other side much healthier in the process. Well, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how RHFP started for you, wasn't it, Laura? Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I took, I have a tendency to go like real dark with my humor. So that was... <laughs> well, it's like sort of being honest about some of the, you know, shortcomings that we all yeah. face. And, you know, you saw some other accounts that were maybe glossing over some of the main issues and maybe shining a light onto us that maybe wasn't as genuine as the life that we yeah. were. I, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it, there were a few accounts out there that were kind of influencing that, um, that, yeah, it, it's, it's made it look like it was, you know, you're seeing it through rose colored glasses and everything looks, you know, beautiful and positive and. I don't know, woo woo. And it, to me, it didn't feel necessarily at least didn't like vibe with me. Like, that's not how I see it. And, and not that there's not positive aspects about mm -hmm. this lifestyle, but like, there's a lot of things that we go through that are really challenging and hard to, for, for anyone to deal with. And you're dealing with like being lonely or worrying about, you know, your significant other, you know, when they're out on the field or, you know, just, challenges with finance and tricare and all this stuff moving and then job issues. And so I wanted to like create a space for that. I mean, I didn't really have any ideas per se on like, I, I have this idea that it's going to grow and it's going to, I like, I had no real goals. It was just like a way, kind of a, a personal like outlet of like, let me show you a different aspect of military life that maybe we don't all or we talk about, but we talk about like within friend groups, we're not really like openly talking about it um, in more of a public way. And so that's kind of how it started. But it, it, I guess it's kind of resonated with people because over time it's grown into a lot bigger platform than I think anyone had imagined, like the core group that helped start it. And I, know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, it's like we all have friends that are non-military and, you know, they're some of our dearest friends. I mean, I still talk to them every day and you know we were in each other's weddings and blah 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 but there is a level that they just they can't understand as they mm -hmm. shouldn't and they never kind of will understand so it's like if we can't talk about these issues with each other and relate then who can we talk about it with so yeah i think it's really cool you know that you're kind of like opening 
you know, you've opened yourself up to the masses to talk about these issues and hear what people have to say back. And there's just a lot of validity in that and community, I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of lost otherwise. And I think it's so interesting to watch how our stories evolve and like, you know, you just wanted to step out and share something that you were feeling and how it's grown into this big thing um, just for you following that thing that was on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it it, it was surprising to me how much it resonated with other people. Like I, I knew I was feeling this way and that several in my friend group were feeling this way about, you know, just just to give an example, like struggling with TRICARE. And um, it's just not talked about a lot, mm-hmm. like openly. And so, but it was surprising to, to realize, oh, like a, there's a lot of people out there that, mm-hmm. that feel generally the same way that we do about, you know, having to deal with TRICARE on the phone for like three hours and losing referrals and things like this. So, and I think over the, the pandemic, like it, we grew so much. And I, I don't know if it's just because people were home more. Um, but it, it clearly like the messaging is something that resonates with a, a lot of people, which is wonderful. And I, I try to now like before I kind of hid behind memes. Um, so but now I'm doing more videos where like our faces are physically in it. I mean, it's usually just Sarah now because Sarah's the only one out of the four that's here. But by default. Also- well, no, she's she's a best friend <laughs> and she's my neighbor. So it's, it's very convenient check, check, as well. Yes. Yeah. But um, so it's I've noticed like a huge engagement from just like us physically being in the videos. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess people are, are put a digging face our to the vibe, name. you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. They love they love to put a face with the name. Mm-hmm. 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 Not to be off topic, but um, I think we have the same pillows and I think that's really cool. Do you? Huh? I think they're just pillow covers from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Yep. The white and black ones. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. I was following a social media account about home decor and they were like, how often do you change out the decor on your pillows? And I was like, no, <laughs> I just happy to have some I was that say, move with me. I was say, but I have decor to? on my pillows. Is yes. That, yes. That's I, something. I struggle with this because, yeah, when we switch homes, you're like, OK, well, my couch doesn't fit. Right. And then because of that, do I get a new couch? Do I right. get new pillows? Right. And then the curtain, the whole curtain. Fiasco, oh, the curtains. You Jesus. know, like those curtains aren't going to fit in your next house. You might as well just burn them or leave box? them. Oh, yeah. I've got a tub. Do you have yes. a curtain tub? Curtain yeah. Tub. Mm-hmm. One of those big ass ones, too. Yeah. But, you know, the and ones that you sometimes to, like... I just don't care because my girls' curtains don't reach the floor. But that's you know, fine. we're it's only fine. here for two that's years. Fine. No, no one's coming in. Fine. You're you're not going to be in home. But digest. do you have a scorpion in your life? Yeah. Is Gus is Gus above your head? Because that's that, uh, that would be that's real some, same same some decor for you. No, but we scorpion do have interesting creatures here. Do you? Yes. Like what? The frogs are huge. They're like oh. I don't know, like six inches. I mean, they're giant animals and. The first week we were here, we had a snake on our porch. Like before we moved here, Mm -hmm. they told us, oh, you might see a snake like once while you're there. First week, I almost stepped on it on my back porch. Oh, God. Poisonous or no? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a snake. It's gross. I mean, it it would it is poisonous. It's not going to be harmful if you're an adult, but I still don't want to step on one. Ah, no. No, 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 no. I no, absolutely not. We've got snakes here. I mean, being in the desert, you got all kinds of yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. We when we moved into this house, we're our house. Hopefully I've not repeated myself on another episode of this talking about the snake guy. But 
we have nothing behind us. Uh, it's just state-owned land. And uh, our neighbors had told us, like, they had found two rattlesnakes in their backyard. Their dog had been bit twice in the face. And their their daughter had a coral snake in her room, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know those were a thing here. In her room. In her room. And so I freaked out. Um, and my husband looked at, into it. And we had this guy come out. And he looked like he was, like, straight out of tiger king just like the his whole look he looked like an extra from tiger king real mullety yeah like a khaki vest like a skullet where like Mm. he didn't have hair really in the front yeah but all in the back and then he had one of those hats that like the crocodile dundee hats he had a crocodile dundee hat Mm -hmm. handlebar mustache and um he came out and put up this like snake fencing, which is just like a bajillion dollar fencing, but it's supposed to like keep all the snakes out. And I mean, knock on, knock on wood, knock on Ikea table. You I know, yeah. I have not had any snakes. And I mean, he was, he was very fun to work with because he had some crazy stories about snake wrangling, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not messing around with these stupid snakes. Mm-mm. We had a bull snake in our yard, which apparently they just eat rats. Okay, so they're not bad, but they're, they're still, not bad, still but scary. it's still and they're it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, but no I don't want to go up to it. I think I'd rather have the snake than the rat. Right? No, sure, yes, especially the pack rats because yes. they they'll eat your yes. car. Yes. Stuff. So I was like, does that mean we have rats? We do not have rats that we know of, That's and that's that the only know. snake that we have seen. We have rats on our walls, apparently. Apparently, you know, from episode and, two or yeah. whatever. Rats three. in the walls, scorpions in the lights. Yeah, we're just we got all kinds of critters where I live, and I'm only like three house or streets down from her. So, are y'all on base or off base? Off, very much off. Yeah, I, I used to be on, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, we need a pool, man. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Are you guys on or off base? On. This is our first time to live on base. Okay. Yeah. How's that going? Um, it's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's totally like living in the 1950s where, you know, all of your neighbors and like, you just walk up and down the street and the kids are running everywhere. And sounds like, Korea. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's definitely because it's Oconus and, you know, everybody knows everybody, but it's been really good. Like I, I wasn't sure what to expect living on base, but I mean, it's definitely 1950s housing. Um, I can't record podcasts in my closet because we don't have a walk-in closet. Mm. Uh, and they'll probably so tear, yeah. tear down this house when we leave, but it's good for right now. You're like, there's yeah. asbestos probably in the Mold walls. Somewhere. There's yeah. there's lead in the paint. You know, we might get sick from living here. We're not sure, but it's just seasonally. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. You're only there for a year. I mean, what's a little asbestos Two. in the- Two tops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. What's a little asbestos in the lungs? Amongst you know? friends, yeah. And how old are your kids? They are two, four and six. Mm. You're busy. That yes. is a, that's a lot of, that's a lot. A lot. And then all I rounded girls. out. I got two and five months, all girls. Well, you're in the thick of it. Yep. Yep. She Isn't there a song right now? Surviving off of, of like two hours of sleep a day. Maybe, well, maybe it's, it's three. A, it's a weird. Yeah. My youngest man that she really does fight sleep. It's she's got, um, as we say, chuspa. she really just has that. She's pretty chill kid and she can go without a lot of sleep. Unfortunately, my oldest has to have all of the sleep or else she's a real not fun person to be around. But mm-hmm. Avery, man, that, she's was, that like, was my oldest. Like if she did not go to bed on time, she was a beast the mm-hmm, next day. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Charlotte. I mean, you can push her, but like, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, she's, she loves sleep. Yeah. 
Charlotte and Kenny, it's like when they're ready to go, they're like, we're yeah. tired. Yeah. Okay. I know Charlotte basically will put herself down. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, okay. too. See you. See you. Yeah. Enjoy that. Sleep. Avery though. She's like, no. It's just so funny because she's a big kid. So you think mm-hmm. like big babies, mm-hmm. they sleep better. Mythbusters. No. Liars. Liars. Yeah. He's not for me. I don't I, know. Maybe she's broken. Maybe I'm broken. You're not, y'all aren't broken. She, you know, it's, it's, as they say, it's a phase. It's a phase. It's a phase. So, mm. well, in four months, four to five months, that's, in my opinion, is the worst when they fight it the most. The sleep aggression ain't no joke. Yeah. Oh, at four to five months or in four to five months? At four to five months. Okay. You're like, wait, wait, there's so, another regression. No. <laughs> no, no. When my oldest was, she was about four and a half months old. Uh, my husband was deployed and she literally did not sleep for two weeks. It was like every hour on the hour all night long, she would wake up screaming. And I don't know how I stayed awake for those two weeks other than lots and lots and lots of coffee. I know it's amazing, isn't it? Adrenaline, I guess. Um, I don't know how people don't do. use coffee. Like our our old house when we lived in Vegas, everyone in the neighborhood was Mormon. And I don't think Mormons can have caffeine. You know, they generally have a, a decent, you know, a huge group of kids. And uh, I'm like, how, 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 how are you not functioning with no alcohol at right, night, at you night. Know, no then, glass of wine to look forward to. And then no, no caffeine, none. Right. They drank a I feel like our, our neighbor was always drinking lemonade. And I was like, you know, I don't like lemonade that much to be drinking it. Like right. that's, you know what? They probably had a life coach like our friend here. Yeah. So they didn't need alcohol. Yeah. And they, you know, didn't need, they, yeah. they, they stayed on track. You still need caffeine. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm a life coach that drinks caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know coffee shops. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I guess you yeah, could buy that's it. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite drink of choice? Um, if I, well, it depends on the time of day, but cappuccino is kind of my go-to because you get more of that creaminess, but without Mm. it feeling too heavy. I'm trying. Yeah. I've had cappuccino. I normally am a latte lady. What's the difference between a latte and a cappuccino? I don't know. The amount of foam in the drink. That's it. That's the only difference. So a latte should have like a thin layer of foam on top. A cappuccino should be a third milk, a third foam, and then a third espresso. Is it the same amount of espresso? It's the same amount of espresso. So hmm. most same American caffeine. coffee shops don't make a cappuccino correctly. You hmm. have to go to like a specialty shop to get it because it really shouldn't be a large drink. Live coach, coffee coach. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. The best coffees that I ever had were in Korea. They actually. were very good. Yep, they were. Is Guam coffee? How's that? No, no. Mm. It's a little disappointing. Mm. I usually just have people over to my house and make them lattes. I would love that. What you time should we be over? If you were ever life. in Guam, please come yeah. over. I've heard it's Next beautiful week, there. I would love to get away from my family. <laughs> so <laughs> Guam would be fine by me. That's fine. Yeah. You know, we'll take space A. It'll probably take us three weeks because that's usually how it works yeah, on about space two and a. Half, a. But, we'll you know, there. we'll get there. Yep. It'll be an adventure. We'll get away from our kids. It'll be like sink or swim time, buddy. Ryan, figure this out. Watch these kids. Yeah. You got nipples. Can you milk? (laughs) Um, As you can see, we need help. Yeah. (laughs) I do recommend leaving your children on occasion. Well, yes. Take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're being extremely sarcastic. That's all we do. It's all we do. It's a coping mechanism for me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. 
don't want to deal with hard truths. A lot of puns. Um, (laughs) You do you. Yeah, man. So here's a question. Difference between a life coach and a therapist. So a therapist is someone that's usually gone to school and had specific training to do therapy. There is certain requirements that you would need to, to actually practice therapy. I do not know what they all are, but basically anybody can become a life coach. It's just a matter of being willing to do the work and help people and walk them through whatever it is that they're struggling with. And how did, like, how did you start that specific journey to become a life coach? I mean, did you like read books about other life coaches or did you have to kind of study up on certain things or? Really, my process has just been learning how to help myself and in turn coming up with strategies that I say, you know, we can use this for everybody Mm -hmm. and and really just wanting to share the information that I was learning and the skills that I was developing to help me through my journey as a military spouse. So is the process like, you know, somebody kind of comes to you with a specific need or want? And then you kind of walk them through that particular need, or is it just sort of like everything or? So for right now, um, yeah, I'm just like, Hey, if you are struggling in a particular area, Mm -hmm. we'll schedule an unstuck session and we'll kind of walk through where it is that you feel stuck and then how we can get you moving towards where you want to go. I am working on developing a framework that's going to take people through the process of here are all the foundational pieces that you need for your journey to really figure out who you are, what you want, and how you can develop that life plan to get you where you want to go so that you don't stay feeling like you don't have that sense of purpose or meaning in your life. I feel like I need to schedule a session. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you're free tomorrow at 8.30? Um Wow. That's, that's awesome. If I can calculate the time difference. (laughs) So this time tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Cause I feel like that's the biggest thing I struggle with. Like the, the, yeah, I get stuck. And I I know a lot of military spouses feel this way where like, you're stuck with like, I haven't worked in X amount of years. I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know if we're staying in longer. I don't know where my husband's career path's going. I mean, for the record, you do a lot for RHFP. And that takes a lot of time, it, but it does. Team, yeah. Yeah. I, I struggle with kind of, yeah. Goals with RHFP. Like wh- where do you want this to go? And mm-hmm. I've never been able to answer that really. And then like, do you want a, a normal job? Because like I, one kid's going to kindergarten soon. The other one will be in preschool. She'll have two more years left. But I always said like, once they're in like school, school, like I want to go back to like quote unquote work. What that is, I'm not sure. No idea. I'm not doing anything with my degrees. So. Well, and that's the big thing that I noticed was that, especially when it came to having kids, it was kind of that idea that before you have kids, you can kind of craft your own career and you can figure out how to make things work that kind of give you that sense of purpose. When you have kids that are pulling you in all directions and you're doing things as a mom that you have no particular training in or or giftings in, it can feel like you're operating outside of your zone of genius a lot of the time. And you lose sight of what it was that you were really gifted in and how you can translate those skills when you've been outside of the workforce for a long period of time. 
because when I really started looking at how I wanted to help military spouses, I was kind of thinking along the lines of, you know, helping them with their marketing and helping them start businesses. And the more that I researched it, the more I realized that so many spouses are really struggling with that identity piece um, of what do I do? What are my skills? What do I actually want? Um, And then so they don't know how to take that next step. And I think for me, learning just to focus on who I want to be and what my core values are really gave me that framework to say, okay, what kind of life do I want to make? What kind of job do I want? And so when the option to go back to work full-time came open and I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a newborn, I was able to say, this is a awesome opportunity, but is that really in line with what I say my values are? And at that point, the answer was no, like I need to prioritize our family in this season. And so, you know, there was still that part of me that didn't love say no to that job, but I had that piece that I am making choices in line with my values and what I really want my life to be about. Oh, yeah. That's I'm um, just thinking, what are really, my values? Yeah, you know, I said, I was actually thinking that. <laughs> I was like, values, so what are you the- go to millspousemastermind.com forward slash values, I've come up with a free value worksheet. You can download that and it'll take you Circle through it. questions. Mm, so yeah. you can figure out which ones are your values. And the important thing I always tell people is it has to be values that are true to you think so many times we think oh well this is the most desirable value or this is what people say is most important and it really is unique for every person so really getting clear on what your core values are because that's a part of who you are and how you align what you do with what matters to you yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i think that's a hard thing too let me know where you're at (laughs) And it's yes, hard ma'am. to be truthful. And we'll do a coaching session. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. ma'am. We'll yeah. go to the website. We'll fill out the value form. <laughs> I think it's hard too, because it's hard to be truthful with yourself. It is. Like, well, yeah. Society mm-hmm. tells me like, I should have this right. as a value. Right. Right. And you're like, well, that could be like out of, you know, ranking one to 10, that could be like the least, you know, valuable right. one to me. But like society tells me that that should be important. Yeah. So I feel like that's like be being honest struggle. with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think it's really about reframing what we think is successful because society tells us we need to have like that nine to five job to be successful when really you could be making just as much of a difference doing what you're doing right now and really have something that fills you up at the same time that you're not necessarily going to find somewhere else. Um, I feel like I've tried so many like in search of the perfect work-life balance. Like if I try working part-time or if I try like, okay, if I work full-time from home or if I just work as a contractor, like what's the perfect thing? And it, and it really isn't about finding that perfect balance as much as it is about finding the things that light you up and meet a need at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So tell me what you guys have learned on your journey of podcasting. What 
Don't talk over each other. It's very hard to not say um, and I'm still learning that. As I was told, I just got an episode back from our editor and he was like, I had to delete a lot of ums. It's like, well, you know, that's how I talk. Sorry, Corey. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, when, when Laura asked me to be on with her, I was stoked because I love I Jen. It sounds silly, but I love talking to people. And I love like if you are the further from you to me that you are, like the more that I shine and thrive. Like I just love different people kind of coming together and we're all military and we all have that in common. So everything else is just add a bonus to me. So it's been really cool. I think in this podcast journey, just to see such badass women who move and have kids and, you know, still kind of carve out their own niche wherever they are and watch that be super successful. And it's been, it's been really cool. I mean, it excites me. It makes me want to be better. It makes me want to kind of, you know, go after my dreams and for us to really make RHFP something special because I see all these other people that are just dominating, you know, and they just found their light. They found their niche and they're running with it. And it's inspiring. It's awesome. It is really cool seeing, listening to these voices and perspectives. And a lot of, I mean, they're from all over the military. We've had army, you know, we've had Navy, Navy, Mm -hmm. Space Force, Mm -hmm. Air Force, Marines. So, I mean, we're getting not only the branches, but then like everyone's got a different perspective Mm -hmm. and skill set. And it's just, it's really inspiring. I mean, even in our last podcast, I guess it'll air before yours. Uh, I podcasted, Sarah was, I think, busy with family in town, but I podcasted with a woman. Her name's Darby Angel, and she is a military spouse, a new military spouse, but she owns her own like housewares line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's in huge stores. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in Bed Bath & awesome. Beyond and mm-hmm. Bloomingdale's Macy's. Yeah. She's it's about like to do a QVC, yeah. HSN. She's about to do a deal with Target next month. So, I mean, huge deals. And then she's a... Did she give you a discount code? She better. I asked if I could try some of her new stuff that's coming out from Target. So I should hope so. But (laughs) it's just really cool. It was, it's really neat to, to connect with her and just hear her story. And, you know, everyone's stories are inspiring and... Now we just need to get up the gumption to, I don't know, I, we need to draw some goals and then try to, you know, go towards those goals. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm still on the, in the stuck phase, but I enjoy hearing their stories. Values and goals. Yeah. We got to work on those. Values, values yep. and, and then your goals and, and then just figuring out how to reverse engineer those goals. I spent so much time like hearing all of these people talk about how they were setting goals and how they were achieving their goals. And I kept going but I'm a military spouse and I move like every year, every other year. And like everything gets like pulled off track. So like, how do I actually pursue goals and achieve goals as a military spouse? And so it took some time to like figure out how to reverse engineer that process to actually start moving towards my goals. And when did you start your podcast? So in March of this year, March March of this year. Okay. When did we start ours? March or April? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been fun. How often do you do interviews? It hasn't been as consistent just because I've been busy. I've basically done one a month and then hopefully I will start doing more interviews because I just think there is so much value in getting to connect with other spouses and 
hear people's stories. I meet military spouses all the time that have these amazing skills and talents. And I was like, we need to like showcase more of this just to know that, you know, pursuing your dreams is possible right? as a military spouse. And then like give people the tools to help them actually Mm -hmm. get started. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like one thing to talk about it. And it's another thing to listen to other people who are doing it, you know? And it's like, you can do it too, girl. Yeah. Or guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's inspiring. There's a lot of cool people out there. Yeah. And and that's, that's like the best part about the podcast is Mm -hmm. getting to connect with some of those people and and they connect you with other people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I get to hang out with my bestie. Well, we're close. So that makes it even better. Yeah. Just because we live close. Oh, stop it. You literally (laughs) are one of my best friends. So shut up. (laughs) All right. Well, let's start off with the next segment. Who wants to go first with the driving you to driving to drink stories? Okay, I'll do driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I need some positivity in my life right now. So I'm pretty stoked. My best friend from high school is getting married in October. She was supposed to get married last October because of COVID, moved back here, blah, blah, blah. And so we're doing her bachelorette party in Cape Cod. Damn. Which is apparently called the Cape. We were on the phone and she was talking about the Cape, to which me and our other good friend were secretly Googling what the is the Cape. Um, it's Cape like Cod. A, it's Cape Cod. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just booked my ticket to that. So that'll be at the end of the month. And I'm super jazzed about it. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. And that'll be good to, you know. Just don't get in the water because awesome. that's where all the sharks are. The great whites. No, that's in like Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Well, trip. you're not going to be in the water. I'm excited anyway. for you. Let's, you know, it's, it's in beautiful. July. In July. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you're at the Cape. We'll have cute matching tanks. The shark won't get us. Anyway, well, you're only going to be knee deep in water, right? You're fine. Well, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So you, they can't get, I mean, what are they going to take off a leg? That's, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> only five foot one anyway. So there's really not much. To... <laughs> it's than I am. It's like, am I? Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, I like to say four eleven and a half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my friend that's getting married, she is Lauren, if you're listening, I will be nice and I will say four ten. So she's yeah. Wow. Short crew. But yeah. then our other friend that I was just talking about, Katina, so yeah. she's four ten, five one. And then Katina's like five nine. So she's, she's gonna like be the our back of the bridesmaids procession. Yes. Like it's shortest to high. Probably or, so. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So what's well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Where are you, I'm, where are you gonna stay at like a fun Airbnb? So everywhere is like booked slash really, really expensive. So one of the bridesmaids has a family member that lives there. And so we're going to stay at the family member's house. Nice. Yeah. So I guess the caveat there is it's a little far from the action. And I guess there's only one main road in Cape Cod. And during that time, it's like super busy. So we're going to rent a party bus one night and go like up to the north hook and that's like where all the action is so we're gonna get like one night of fun action and you don't you're not taking a kid there's no children oh that's so nice i know it's my first so it's just gonna be ryan i think um bbj big booty judy my mom is gonna um come out and And, help out yeah so that'll be an interesting podcast after that oh yeah see how i should interview they do you absolutely should 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 come on over on a sunday yes yeah oh yeah wow yeah bring your best mullet yeah i always do so um love you mom but anyway what's driving you uh 
we're almost done with our backyard. Um, by almost, I mean, it's probably going to still drag out for another month, but I am very excited about that. We, they started, what did they do last week? They brought in my turf. Mm. My turf is, it's not rolled out yet, but the turf is here. It is and here. I'm really excited about that. They seems started- like contractors in um, <laughs> Tucson, they're like fixing to, it's like they're from Texas. They're like fixing to do it. Mm-hmm. So there's really no, yeah, um, it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen eventually. Loosely, you know. It was like really hot today. So yeah. And that's the thing too, is like you know, for landscaping and bless them, I get it. It is hot. No, you know, right. they can only work for X amount of hours. Sure. And he was like, Can I show up at like five? And I was like, I don't know if my neighbor's gonna be a big fan of you like sawn into brick at 5 a.m. But I mean, if you're like quiet working in the backyard, <laughs> if that's a thing with landscaping. Yeah, like one of those like quiet songs. Yeah, that would, would give fine. it a go. So he showed up at like they started on Friday again around seven. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like 645, I think is, I guess when he started sawing. Oh yeah. No. But uh, apparently my neighbors were not upset. I I brought, I, we had them over Friday or Saturday night. Cause they I felt so it? bad. I brought it up. I was oh, like, I'm God. so sorry. Here's some wine, like piece de, de resistance. And yeah. they're like, it's not a big deal. Like we didn't even hear it. I was like, how did you not hear it? I heard it. My kids heard it, but you're very nice. I've got this giant dirt mound in the front of my, on the street they, that I'm probably going to get a giant HOA violation yeah. for. I don't know how I haven't yet. I was like, Ryan, I think like a car just like totally. tripped and then it just fell out. Cause it literally <sighs> looks like it just, yeah, it's it literally in the middle of the road Four too. <laughs> it was bigger and it had more things around it. Like it. <sighs> I, I went to the gym one day and came back and it was there and it's you been know there instead of going to the gym, just push the mound to the side. That'll be your gym. That's right? what I was like, you need to leave on Friday and take this mound out. What do you think didn't happen? They obviously didn't take didn't the take mound away. They're it. like, it's yeah. too big for us to, to shovel out. We're going to have to bring <laughs> in the big truck. And I was like, okay, not until Monday though. So t- supposedly tomorrow it's going to go. And then supposedly tomorrow they're going to start back up in the backyard. So I'm hoping I'm hoping by the end of the week, we've got turf down. You know what, though? If I was the lighting your, will be down. If I was your neighbor and you were offering me free wine, I'd be like, you know, what? It's- they're they're great neighbors. Thank yeah. God. They provide us a sitter with their daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're a good time. Mm-hmm. But that can be hard to come by. Yeah. They, yeah. Yes. Highly coveted. Good for sitters, sure. good neighbors. I mean, we really hit the jackpot with them. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what's driving me or driving me is as I'm just I'm ready for this project to be over and for us to use our backyard fully. So it's also to have his putting green. Yeah. Which is also driving me to drink, but yeah, the dirt mound is driving me to drink. Mm -hmm. So his putting green, I don't, that's fine. I mean, the dog's going to dump back there regardless. So that's probably going to drive him to drink. You know, he just provided a nice lush area for them to now take dumps in. A lot of hole in ones. Yeah. uh That's going to be a par seven now (laughs) instead of just a par one. Look at you with your sports. Well, that was really you know, good. I'm proud thank of you. you. Yeah. So what, what is about driving you? you? Well, I would say probably right now is just really seeing the results of our podcast and, and really seeing it change people's lives and reach more people and um, just make those connections. It's It's just been very encouraging and inspiring. And I love connecting with other military spouses. So that's, that's really what's driving me right now. That's a good thing to be driven about. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for you, it's like finding your passion, right. And then mm-hmm. sharing that passion with others, but then seeing how it affects them in a positive way. And yeah, I think that's absolutely. like, 
That's awesome. And I think a lot of people can relate to the fact, I mean, maybe not, maybe it's just me, but in my previous job, I worked in advertising and I worked in outside sales, which I liked to a lot of capacity, but there were some nights where I would get home and I'm like, am I really helping society? Like, you know, am I really, how am I really contributing to society? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I would help these small businesses grow and succeed, but Oftentimes I felt like I was just polluting the masses also. So it was kind of hard to find that self-worth in what I was doing. So that's pretty cool that you've kind of found like what drives you. And that has like a, such a positive correlation and straightforward correlation to other people's lives and them being successful too. Yeah. I, it was, I kind of had the same thought because my major was in advertising and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be like the person out there, like trying to get people to eat cereal or junk food, you know, like (laughs) I wanted to have like a positive impact on their lives. So it's, I love where we are in society and even the pandemic over the last year, making it more possible for people to work from home and to really find those jobs and opportunities that allow them to align their passions with what they do. Where they might not have otherwise tried to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's driving you to drink? Um, well, my, my stepmom came out and she's been out here for about three weeks now and she leaves on Thursday and it's, I'm so sad to see her go, but also like one extra set of hands. You just don't realize how two hands can be so helpful mm-hmm. with two children, Yeah, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm just really sad to see her go. And we've had a really nice time. Mm-hmm. She's been so helpful with the kids and she's really bonded Yeah, with Kenny and Avery. And it's just been a, it's been a really nice time. So Lynn's such a sweet woman mm-hmm. too. I mean, she's just, she, tell, you can tell how much she like generally cares for you mm-hmm. and generally cares for your kiddos. Right. And Ryan and, yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's just, I've said this before, but just my, we lost my dad at the beginning of the year to COVID. And so, but I've known her since I was five. And so, you know, she came out and it's just been it's been a really nice time. So yeah, sad to see her go, but it's been really nice. We went yeah. up to Mount Lemon and um, we spread his ashes and that was um, nice. My step family was in town also. And so it was, you know, me and my husband and um, my stepsister and my stepmom, her husband, my stepsister's husband and their two kids. And we all just, you know, came together and my dad loved to to hike in the mountains. So I went up to Mount Lemon and said some words because we never, you know, got to do a funeral. And um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was hard, but it was just a really a thoughtful sort of experience that we could all share. And I'm glad that they made the trip out so that we could do that sort of together. Because mm-hmm. as you know, it's hard to kind of travel with, with kids. So the fact that they came out and we yeah. could do that was, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it gave you like a little closure too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a little bit of yeah. closure. Kind of talk about stuff that maybe, you know, you sort of avoid maybe talking about. So kind of shared experiences and yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. What is driving you to drink? <sighs> I don't have any good story. I mean, aside from the, the dirt mound really did drive me to drink this week, but, uh, it is I mean, kind of an eyesore out there. I'm not going to lie. It's I was bad. Like, what the hell? It was way worse even before that. And, and it's still bad and we're blocking mailboxes too. So that's just fun. I just parked at Meredith. I'm I'll amazed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I parked down the street. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening. I'm amazed here. we I'm haven't gotten a passive aggressive Facebook post on our HOA page about yeah, it. Yeah, that's crazy because I put my garbage can out for like an extra day, and you would think the world was catching on fire. You got shamed. Yeah, on that? we got a little letter. Wow, I, I haven't gotten anything yet. 
And then but, Ryan apparently left our Christmas lights out too long and got a letter for that too. Uh, I'm which, waiting on our letter. There's got to be something because it's been out there a week. I'm trying to think what else is driving me. I had to get a surgery consult on Friday to get my appendix removed. So I'm not really looking forward to that. I mean, I need to get it done. When? Whenever I guess you, they can schedule oh. it. Yeah. I, I so mean, you're still I, waiting to hear if it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. It, when the doctor referred me to get a surgery consult from a surgery I, a surgeon, I just assume that that means I'm getting some cut out of me. But maybe he'll turn me down and say, you know what? You don't need it. Yeah. But I doubt it because the doctor seemed pretty concerned that it needed to go. So, yeah, I've got something I had. A, I have like all these GI issues. And so I ended up getting a colonoscopy, my second one at the tender age of 34. And they found like something on my appendix that was pushing into my intestine just gross and luckily it's benign but they're like well appendix aren't really needed and like you don't want it to get bigger and worse so it's looking like i'm gonna have to get the old appendix taken out i would imagine that's not something you need no luckily the appendix really doesn't do shit so (laughs) there you go yeah and it's real small too like they're not that big but then they get enlarged and then you gotta get rid of them and mine's not like i don't have appendicitis it's just something growing on it which is disgusting so they just need to does it have hair i god i hope not okay could you even imagine her head teeth (laughs) (laughs) i want to keep it then yeah put it in a jar for me i want to say it (laughs) (laughs) and gus is yeah gus is still there just checking just checking so yeah i don't i'm not looking forward to that i'm I'm not scared of surgery. I just, I'm like, I hope there's, I think it's laparoscopic. So I, I'm sure there's like minimal downtime. I just, you know, when you have kids scary. and stuff, yeah, you don't want to like, I don't want to have to recover from anything with children. No, they don't get it. They I do. Can't, they do not get it. I don't <laughs> no. understand. No. I'm probably going to get punched in the gut by the same day I get home. So what about you? What's, what's driving you nuts? Well, we have these birds called the Drongos and it is their mating season. And during mating season, when you run, they will swoop down and attack you. And um, they get like territorial or something. They are super territorial. um, And it is the worst thing. Like, I do not want to get up and go running because I. Can you describe this bird? Yeah. What does it look like? It is black. And sometimes multiple ones will like swoop at your head at the same time. Are they big, small? I mean,. So the size of like a raven or a crow? Yeah, kind of like a raven or a crow. And they will just swoop at you if you run. Usually they'll leave you alone if you're walking. But if you start running, they will start Sorry, chasing doc, your can't head. Run. So you just can't run for like a month? Is that so how long it lasts? It's basically like three, four months oh, that God. they do this. Um, And so you either have to go like super early before they're awake or like late at night or not run so you would yes. think late at night would be their mating uh... yeah they like, they like it with the lights yeah. off I do. <laughs> even my four-year-old was like mommy i had a nightmare about birds chasing me and i'm like i'm sorry oh, it is me too oh, kind of like the movie birds the it, is. Movie. it is has anyone gotten like attacked on base oh yeah I mean, it's, it's like, you feel bad for somebody else that's getting attacked, but it's also kind of humorous. You're like, oh, thank God it's not me. You're you're running, then it's going to be you too. So weird. And you think about like all the, like our husbands just had a PT. Well, I guess Ryan, Ryan didn't the other day, but uh, our squadron had like a PT test outside. So I'm just like imagining anyone doing PT in Guam right now is just like hates their life. They're just probably getting attacked by birds. 
Yeah. That sounds like a real, my, my husband has taken to, I'm just going to run on the treadmill for the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I would just, I'd use that as an excuse. I was going to say, sorry, doc. I'd be like, well, can't, sorry, can't do it. Columns outside. They're doing yeah, they're a little crazy. too freaky. I've gotten, have you gotten pooped on? Yeah. I've gotten pooped on. You have? A lot. Why? Just by birds. Just oh. want to clarify. Oh, birds. That. Okay. But yeah, I got, <laughs> I got pooped on in school, like in middle school twice by a, like, I swear to God, it was the same what was freaking name? bird. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? <laughs> that means he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got pooped on in college and then I was horse showing and my horse and I got pooped on by a bird and our trainer was like it's good luck leave it on I was like I'm not leaving bird, bird shit, shit on me and my horse yeah where everyone knows that before a horse showing yeah I getting mean, you need all the good luck you bird can shit on your forehead that's the surefire way to win yeah I don't I wonder I don't remember how I did hopefully I did well I mean, you know not if you know. not if you took it off you probably didn't do that well maybe not you not. Have you ever gotten pooped on by a bird? Probably, <laughs> but it's been a long time. <laughs> gotten pooped on by children a lot. Well, well yes, there is that. Yeah. And there is no luck in that. No, nope. none. Nope. <laughs> no. I mean, Kenny does have pooping problems. So when she does it, even if my fist is like in it, then I'm like, yay. It's lucky. Pooped. Yeah. yeah I sure. guess that's luck. Yeah. <laughs> my kid poop finally <laughs> after a, a month right <laughs> yeah so uh, well thank you so much for coming on this was a lot of fun i yeah, enjoyed uh, i enjoyed chatting with you, you yeah and hopefully you know we're gonna have to fill out that questionnaire because we got to yeah. figure out what our value Values system is, is yes yeah. what if i have bad values that's okay what our values are unique aligned. to you i think they align I enough they align yeah enough. we've got to be okay <laughs> Otherwise, I don't. I was just, yeah, it's just (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Anyway, well, can you tell our our listeners where they can find you and your podcast and all that good, good? Yeah. Um, Mill Spouse Mastermind Show is available on all the major podcast feeds, or you can just go to our website, millspousemastermind.com, or you can head over to Instagram and connect with me at Christine H. Christine is spelled with a C-H. And um, I would love to get to meet more of you and hear your stories and have you become a part of our community. Well, thank you. Thank you. And All we right. like to close out our show with a, with a cheers. You're cheers into the water, but we oh, got no. the old boozy. So cheers. 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 Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of So To Speak with RHFP. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo.